pangs. Carrot and celery sticks, raw cauliflower and green peppers fill the void between lunch and dinner. Two eggs, two or three pieces of whole wheat bread and as much fruit as I wanted and cravings for ice cream, pickles and sausage rolls soon abated. So that was my basic diet, good for me and great for the baby. After paying all this attention... Cutting calories, inside, simply ludicrous. <laughs> uh, yeah. If Pandora was a box, a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora was a box, a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. You know, I'm feeling kind of lazy. It's hot. It's not that hot, I guess. It was 101 yesterday. It's about 85 now. Okay, I'm just lazy. And my power is out at my apartment. And the power is out at your apartment, right? So you know what we should do? I know. Let's have a sonic picnic. Down in Arkansas, they serve you coleslaw, chopped up finer than a bale of straw. When you crunch and all, a bunch of coleslaw keeps you chewing like a crosscut saw. Exercise your jaw by eating coleslaw. Best of that you ever saw You can break no law By wanting coleslaw It ain't nothing but some cabbage raw It can't be beat Just a simple southern treat It's fine with me Or with anything you eat Your chops flip-flop You're enjoying every drop Your teeth go bop you never stop. Yes, in Arkansas, they serve you coleslaw. That's good strategy without a flaw. It's a cinch to draw a plate of coleslaw. It ain't nothing but some cabbage raw.
saw They serve you coleslaw That's good strategy without a flaw It's a cinch to draw A plate of coleslaw It ain't nothing but some cabbage raw No bread, no meat No potatoes and nothing that's sweet All I want is a lot of coleslaw Good thing we brought plenty of that. That's Coleslaw by Mr. Jesse Stone. That man wrote that song, which is good enough, but he also wrote Shake, Rattle, and Roll, and Flip, Flop, and Fly, and Don't Let Go, and Your Cash Ain't Nothing But Trash. I gave him all the coleslaw he wants, personally. But again, we have tons, tons of coleslaw here at the Sonic Picnic here. The Sonic Picnic sub division of Pandora's lunchbox metaphor in need of repair. And it's 635, you know, so this is a picnic, okay? Did you know the first usage of the word picnic is traced to the 1692 edition of Tony Willis' Origins of the French Language? I'm reading this out of Picnipedia. This uh, book mentions picnique, that's P-I-Q-U-E dash N-I-Q-U-E, as being of recent origin. Again, this is 1692. It marks the first appearance of the word in print. The term was used to describe a group of people dining in a restaurant who brought their own wine. The concept of a picnic long retained the connotation of a meal to which everyone contributed something. Whether picnic is actually based on the verb piquer, it's French, so I may be wrong there, P-I-Q-U-E-R, which means pick or peck, or with the rhyming neek, meaning thing of little importance, as if a picnic is a thing of little importance. It's This is all doubted, so why did I read it to you? The Oxford English Dictionary says it is of unknown provenance. All I can say is, is that Yogi there? Talk about a picnic basket. Hey, Bobo!
Yeah, that was the Ivy Three and Yogi. Their other hits included... Well, that was the Ivy Three and Yogi. That was from 1960. And while the brain is spinning, because is it Yogi Bear? Is this a copyright issue? They don't actually talk about picnic baskets. He says boo-boo, but he's actually a yogi, as in a spiritual figure standing on his head. Um, You think about that, would you? Come up with an answer, 50 words or less. This has been your intellectual content for the show, brought to you courtesy of the University of Michigan. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and this is the Sonic Picnic edition of Pandora's Lunchbox, which is the Sonic Picnic edition. Hey, boo-boo. So, about picnics. Now, this is one of my favorite picnics of all time. I heard about this growing up, and I just, I'm so happy that this really happened. At the First Battle of Bull Run, also known as First Manassas, well, the name was used by the Confederate forces, the First Manassas. It was fought on July 21st, 1861 in Virginia, near the city of Manassas. It was the first major land battle of the American Civil War. Expecting an easy Union victory, the wealthy elite of nearby Washington, including congressmen and their families, had come to picnic and watch the battle. <laughs> When the Union Army was driven back in a running disorder, the roads back to Washington were blocked with panicked civilians attempting to flee in their carriages. Terribly, terribly sad. I can't believe it. A wise decision. You want to have a picnic. You want to watch a war. Why not? It makes perfect sense, I think. No? This is Barbecue Bob. What do you think? Walk up this morning gown, twixt me night and day. I woke up this morning, twixt me night and day. With my hand around my pillow while my brownie used to lay. Don't shine like quail. I ain't good looking. Teeth don't shine like quail. So glad good looks don't take you through this way. Go start my jumping mama. I'm a overhaul. Bust dodge my jump on. I'm a overhaul. My brown nun quit me, God knows she had it all. I'm gonna tell you now, girl. Like just as tall as you Gonna tell you now, girl Like just as tall as you If you don't want me, he's a saint, I don't want you Did you ever dream lucky? Wake up calling hands 
never dream lucky Wake up calling hand That's a mighty true sign Your brown got some other man My mama told me Papa told me to My mama told me Papa told me to Some brown skin woman Gonna be the death of you Well, that's a beautiful record, but I should have explained. Uh, there's no mention of food in that one, but it is, in fact, Barbecue Bob, and that is the Barbecue Blues. We are feeling the blues of the hot weather, but beautiful music nonetheless from Barbecue Bob. If you want to hear some wonderful blues music, I should mention this is on the Yazoo Records label. Tune into Yazoo City Calling on WCBN Monday nights at 7. Great old blues music there. This is WCBN. It's Pandora's Lunchbox, Sonic Picnic Edition. It's almost a quarter to seven. Arwolf will help us to face the music at seven o'clock. In the meantime, I should have mentioned this, too, about coleslaw. Says uh, Picnipedia here, I think is the name of the website. The term coleslaw arose in the 18th century as an anglicization of the Dutch term coolsla, a shortening of cool salad, which means cabbage salad. It was introduced to England from Ireland and was made at the end of the month from leftover vegetables and cream. Only the best, actually. Coleslaw. Now, how about potato salad? Now, looking here on the, the website here, I didn't see an actual origin story of potato salad. I don't know if the cavemen and women concocted potato salad in those little plastic tubs when they were in the caves, but I do have some descriptions of different kinds of potato salad from around the world that all sound good. In Sicily, potato salad is made with string beans and red onion, dressed with olive oil and vinegar. In Romania, potato salad is called salata orientala. The Romanian potato salad is made with potato, eggs, onions, and olives. And in Bulgaria, potato salad is made with boiled, then peeled and diced potatoes, leeks or onions, oil, salt, and black pepper. And here is your next menu item for potato salad. It's another personal album, gang, and this time we've got a real treat for you. A blue plate special with a tasty combination of piano, guitar, and bass. And here to serve it is the King Cole Trio. Thank you. And now sliver some of that skin, soldiers, while the boys and I bounce out a little solid musical food you can dig your teeth into. Solid potato salad. Some folks like their taters liney, some prefer french fries. But I like mine fixed with mayonnaise, coleslaw on the side. Solid potato salad, that solid salad, Jack. Solid potato salad, boy, take a plate, fill it up, bring it right back. Solid potato salad, and let's have no yak yak. Solid potato salad, boy, take a plate, fill it up, bring it right back. The farmer said to the spud, your skin looks slightly pallid, so I'll dig you later, bud. With some solid potato salad, solid potato salad, that solid salad, Jack. Solid potato salad, boy, take a plate, fill it up, bring it right back. Thank you. 
Yeah, the Nat King Cole Trio, Solid Potato Salad. I prefer that to the liquid kind myself, but here's some more information about some good salad food, solid salad picnic food. Baked beans. Heinz baked beans were first sold in the UK in 1886 in the upmarket Fortnum and Mason store in London as an exotic import at a high price. Although they are now a staple food and arguably a downmarket one, the store continues the tradition of selling Heinz beans among its more expensive wares. Up until the Second World War, cans of Heinz baked beans were produced with a piece of pork in England. This was removed from the cans due to rationing and never made it back in again. We'll be right back after this message. This one? Hold on, is it this message? It's, uh... Yeah, right back after this message. For parties, late snacks, dinners, irrational served meats made by Hebrew National. Good time, old time flavor, every time Hebrew National meats. You'll say thanks for a Frank's of pastrami and salami. Hebrew National meats for you. Yeah. Wow. Um, Hebrew National... Okay, Hebrew National hot dogs. Did you know that the Hebrew National hot dogs, which they say they say they answer to a higher authority is actually made in Michigan. They are, in fact, made in Michigan at a ConAgra plant. I believe it's in Hillsdale County. I don't have it right in front of me, but, in fact, made in Michigan. There was some controversy recently over the Hebrew National Hot Dogs because um, here's the story from the Cleveland Jewish News from about a week ago. Conservative rabbis accept Hebrew National as kosher. Hebrew National's hot dogs and other products are under attack in some Orthodox Jewish circles for allegedly not adhering to strict standards of kashrut, but some conservative rabbis say the company's products are indeed kosher. A class action suit filed May 18th on behalf of 11 plaintiffs alleges that Hebrew National's meats are not kosher, quote, as defined by the most stringent Jews who follow Jewish law. However, Rabbi Stephen Weiss of B'nai Jeshurun Congregation in Pepper Pike a conservative synagogue, said his congregation has served Hebrew national products at its events and would continue to do so. The Rabbinical Assembly, which is the Umbrella Association for Conservative Rabbis, sent rabbis to observe Hebrew nationals' operations and the supervision of Triangle K and concluded they are indeed kosher, said Weiss. Triangle K is the Brooklyn-based Kashrut, sorry, Kashrut certifying agency that supervises Hebrew nationals' products. Two esteemed scholars of Jewish law, Rabbi Joel Roth and Rabbi Meyer Rabinowitz and Rabbi Paul Plotkin, chair of the Rabbinical Assembly's Kashrut Committee, all affirm that Hebrew National is kosher and say they would eat it themselves, said Weiss. 
That was the rabbinical assembly's position and mine before the current news, and it remains so, said Weiss. The lawsuit accuses ConAgra Foods, which owns the Hebrew national brand, of defrauding customers who think they are buying strictly kosher meat. The plaintiffs seek to stop ConAgra from misleading consumers and want monetary compensation for those who paid a premium for Hebrew national meats. Among complaints in the class action lawsuit, there are several. They say that kosher meat was not always kept separate from non-kosher meat, that knives used in slaughtering were nicked, preventing the clean cut mandated by kosher law. There are other specifications as well. So that is that story. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we'll keep you up to date on that. In the meantime, it is a picnic. And this fellow over here, I'm not sure of his um, his uh, moral makeup here, but he does seem to need uh, his hot dog warmed up. I got something to tell you, baby. Don't get mad this time. If you want my wiener, you give me ease all up in my mind, baby. Please want my wiener. Oh, want my wiener. Won't you just want my wiener? Cause he really don't feel right cold. Now listen, you sweet baby. I ain't no lying man. If you want my wiener one time, you'll want me to warm him again. Baby, please want my wiener. Oh, want my wiener. Won't you just want my wiener? Cause he really don't feel right cold. Says some says it takes hot water. Baby, can't you see? But your heat, baby, is plenty warm enough for me. Baby, please warm my wiener. Oh, warm my wiener. Won't you just warm my wiener? Cause he really don't feel right cold. Now listen, yes, sweet baby, it ain't no fake. I'm begging you, baby, now just give your daddy one break. Baby, please, won't my wiener. Somebody help that poor man. That's Bo Carter. Please warm my wiener, he says. It don't feel right cold. You know, 
It's five minutes to seven. Arwolf will help us to face the music in just a few minutes. In the meantime, a little more muse, 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 muse. It's hot. I have no electricity at home. Moving right along. The infomercial pioneer who was half of the duo that brought Ginsu knives to the American public has died in Florida. This is sad news. Barry Becker and business partner Ed Valenti created countless television campaigns, but they're forever linked with Ginsu. The knives seemingly cut through anything and mesmerized audiences in the late 1970s and the early 1980s. Becker was 71 years old. Cultural, a man of cultural importance, sadly gone. But good cultural news on the horizon because in Sterling Heights coming up this weekend, it's going to be Macomb County's largest American-Polish festival, Rain or Shine, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the American-Polish Century Club on 14 Mile and Hoover in Sterling Heights, featuring continuous live music all weekend with, as it says here on the website, nationally known recording artists, nationally known, including Tony's Polka Band of New York, Downtown Sound of Illinois, Polka country musicians from Connecticut, and the K-Tones from Michigan. There will be Polish and domestic beer, late-night grub, Polish cuisine and American flavorites, did I mention I have no electricity, and a traditional Polish Sunday mass, and a pierogi eating challenge. All these are very important. These are all going to be at Sterling Heights in the American Polish Sensory Club this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and info is at 586-264-7990. It says here, according to the 2000 U.S. Census, Michigan is home to the third largest Polish population after New York and Illinois. And the current population of Michigan's Polish Americans is concentrated in Macomb County. Sterling Heights has become one of the centers of Polonia in Michigan since people's migration from Hamtramck. So the pierogi eating challenge, very important. I will try to be there and bring you a report if I possibly can. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox for a while. I've been Mike for a half hour. Thank you for listening. Do not stop listening to WCBN. But I have a special song for you. We were talking earlier about cabbage and coleslaw. Well, the Slovak word for cabbage is kapusta. Kapusta and kapusta and pierogi are two very wonderful things, and you can hear all about them in this very next song here by a fellow whose name I hope is Tom Moroska, M-R-O-C-Z-K-A, Tom Moroska and the Music Box. Save your pierogi for me, would you please? This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep listening. Thank you for listening.
Well, that felt just about right, didn't it? It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. It's time for Face the Music. Thank you for that fine Polish music, Mr. Perini. It's time for the uh, the second in a two-part tribute to pianist and band leader Tiny Parham, who made a lot of records in Chicago and thereabouts in the late 1920s. This evening's show... We'll cover the years 1926 through 1930. You'll be hearing Parham leading his own groups and sitting in and collaborating with a bunch of other people, including clarinetist Johnny Dodds. And at one point, we'll hear the vocalist Ma Rainey, Gertrude Ma Rainey. But right now, it's time for Junie Cobb's hometown band. This happened in August of 1926. Uh, The name of the record is the Chicago Buzz. Thank you. 